Welcome back. You are listening to K Drama in Room 343. I am your host, C. Choi, aka Christina. And today we are going to talk about episode 4 of Hwarang, The Beginning. So, this episode was better than the last one, I have to say, yeah. So, we left off, and Park Soo Joon was basically being released、um, out of the castle. And Aro is there waiting outside, and when she sees him, she's like asking about her dad. He like walks over to her, and then he passes out in her arms. And Sam sees, like, he's like on a horse, he's like, What the? <laughs>、um, yeah. So the queen has An Ji Gong actually in her chambers. He's not dead.、Um, he like wakes up, he gets up, he has like a wound on his neck, and she's like, Hey, be careful, like, the wound is deep. And the dad is like, This is the shallowest wound you've gave me. And apparently, Queen is the one who like took his wife, killed his wife, and took the son from him. So、um, he's like all angry. He's like, You're the one who did this to me.、You're, you gave me a wound that I could never forget and never recover from. You're responsible for this. He's like very angry. He's like, I'm gonna go back to my son and I will get my revenge. Like, He was very angry, and she also gets angry that he got angry. And she's like, throw this guy in jail, like, put, put him in jail. So he gets taken away.、Um, Aro is piggyback riding Park Soo Joon all the way home. Like, she is carrying him, like, props to her, like, seriously. He's like passed out cold. This is all, I guess, at the same time.、Um, but, anyways, at Najong, Which apparently is like a sacred、um, temple, like a holy place. And、um, Suhu is there with his crew because,、um, you know, Panyu sent, it wasn't really Panyu, it was OF, but yeah, Suhu got a note、um, from Panyu saying that they should meet there and fight. So、um, Suhu is there with his crew, which is like、um, him, this one guy, and Han Song's. Brother. So Han Song is V. I forgot the, what the brother's name was, but like, anyways.、Um, but V is there too.、Um, Pan Yu and his crew are there, and they're like about to fight, and then they fight, and it's like pretty silly. Like, it's just a bunch of guys like fist fighting. And then, like, maybe not even like five minutes into their fight, like, a bunch of guards just come and surround them, and they're arrested for fighting in a holy place. They're like tied up. And back at their、um, parents' house, I guess, the royal council leaders are like freaking out because,、um, yeah, you know, it's a sacred place. And those are their sons, and they're not supposed to fight there. And because it's like a sacred place, if the queen sentences them to death, there's nothing they can do because they just broke like a major big law. And Suho and Panyu, they're like arguing, arguing to each other.、Um, they're like tied up to a post, and yeah, they're just arguing with each other. They're like, if you didn't send me that message, and Panyu's like, what are you talking about? Like, you were the one who sent the message. So Suho is like, hey, can you talk to my dad? Like, do you know who I am? And the guard is like,、hey, I don't care. Like, this, do you know what this place is? Like, this place is for those who committed a major crime. And people who come here, they don't make it out alive. Like, just, the, just wait, just, just be quiet. Like, the queen is deciding what to do with you guys, so just stay quiet. And then back at home, Aro like, wakes up Park Soo Joon 
and Park Seo-jun wakes up, and Aro is like asking for her dad. He's like, "Your dad is going to be okay." Aro is like, "How can I believe you? Like it's your fault that he got injured in the first place." And Park Seo-jun's like, "I'm not gonna let anyone else sacrifice themselves because of me, and I will make sure of that. So don't worry about it. He'll be fine." And morning came, and the the rambunctious nobleman's son that got into the fight, they're like still tied up, and um, the guards like wake them up by like sl- slapping water on them. You know, like you've seen like those water slaps on Running Man. They literally just like get a bucket of water and just like splash it across their face like really hard. And OF comes and tells them their crime, which was like you know, um, fighting at a holy place or whatnot, and they have to be like tortured to death. They get tied up in a chair, and they see like all these like weapons that they'll be like threatened or tortured with. The royal council leaders and like his group, I guess, um, they're all like begging the queen to save their sons. They're like, it's. Our fault, like we didn't teach our sons, like please forgive them, please spare their lives, um, do not kill them. And at first, like I was kind of confused, um, but the royal, like the main leader who was like in opposition to the queen, like his adopted son is Panyu, and um, his biological son is also like the leader's right hand man, right? So um, the right hand man was like. Saying that we need to do something to spare my son's life, and then um, the leader is like, "Hey, it's his fault for like doing that. Like, he should have known better. Like, he, I am his adopted son. Like, I have a title, and how dare he do that? Like, fight in a holy place and bring like you know, um, embarrass me in front of like the public and stuff because he's like you know sentenced to jail. But then the biological dad, like Panyu's dad, he's like." Well, you know, like he is next in line for the throne. So, well, I don't know if he's like literally next in line. I'm not sure how that how that it works. But he said something along the lines of like, if we want to replace the queen and replace Han Mikjong, he's like the next king material. Like he needs to be alive in order for our plans to succeed. So we need to do whatever we can to save my son. And then that's why, like all the council leaders are like begging the queen. They're like on their knees, like begging. Um, afterwards, they are alone by themselves, and they discuss what has happened. And the leader is like, the queen really wants to make the huarangs, so she's the one who like trapped their trapped our kids into like this um, this plan to fight a najong, and then you know like. Um, one of the guys like this is what Panyu received from Suho, and apparently Suho received one like it, and it's like the message. And um, the leader's like, "Well, we fa- we fell for her plan. Like we lost this one. We'll let her have it, and we can make her huarangs or whatever. But you know what? We can win next time. Like we'll just take over the huarangs. So that's their plan. I don't I don't understand. Um, anyways, so Of is telling the the kids, um, he's like, your dads begged the queen and made a deal. If you sign up to be the Huarangs and become a Huarang, we will let you go. And Su was like, that's what this is about. I was already gonna sign up. You can let me go. And he he like goes first, and he's the first one to sign up. Um, V's Hyung, I forget his name. Han Song is V. What was the brother's name? 
I forget. But um, he's like, hey, let me go. I'll do it. And so um, he's released and um, he turns to V. But V says that, like, I want it to be a harang, but I'm not going to do it because I don't want to give in to... Um... So I thought that V was, like, in the line for the queen, um, like I said in the previous episode, but I guess he isn't. Because he was, like, saying that I don't want to be anything for the queen because I am my grandfather's grandson, who was against the queen. I guess is what he meant. I'm not really sure. But then V Hyung is like convincing him, hey, like I want to be a Hwarang, but I can't because I'm half-breed. And you want to be a Hwarang, and you can because you're true bone. You're the only true bone person in our family. And if you die here right now, that's not what our grandfather is going to want. So um, he like convinces him to join the Hwarang, and V does it. Or Han Song agrees. Panyu is like still stubborn. He's like the last one in the chair that's left. And then the queen makes a deal with OF. She wants to bring in someone to be a Hwarang, someone not from like the royal council line, like he's not even true bone. Um, and it's Anjigong's son, who is, you know, Sonu, um, or in this case, Park Sojun. And, um, and OF is like, I want to bring someone too. And she's like, all right, you do you, I guess. Anyways. So a bunch of guards go um, to Anjigong's place where Aro and Park Sojun are, and um, the guard is like, "You're being sentenced by the queen," and basically his sentence is to join the Hwarang. And Park Sojun is like, "Will my dad be released then?" And he's like, "Just wait." So Panyu doesn't want to be a Hwarang, and he tells his dad. So he got out. Um, I guess he like said that he would, but I guess just verbal agreement doesn't really count. Anyways, um, yeah, he's at he's back at his house and he tells his dad that he doesn't want to be a Hwarang. He's like, I don't want to be the queen's dog. And his dad like slaps him in the face and um, he's like, do not say that in front of the royal council leader. But he does. And the leader's like, you didn't want to be a Hwarang? Then you shouldn't have made trouble. And it seemed like the leader was about to beat up uh, Panyu as well, but he ends up beating up um, Panyu's biological dad in front of him. This is like very abusive environment that he grew up in. Um, but anyways, the leader is like beating his dad. The dad is like bleeding and um, the leader goes up to Panyu and he's like, are you miserable? Are you feeling weak that like you can't help your, your dad? This is what happens if you don't have power and the ability to wield it. So become a Hwarang and get that power. The queen goes to Anjigong and says that his son will be a Hwarang. Anjigong is in jail, by the way. Um, yeah, and um, the queen like reveals like one last curse uh, to Anjigong. She's like, I'm going to make your son be a dog for my son. And Anjigong is like, I thought the Hwarang was for the nation. And the queen is like, yeah, that's what it seems, but I made it for my son. Like, th they're all for my son. Um, Hwarangs are people who are going to be sacrificial to my son and protect my son. It's all for my son. And now your son's life is in my hand. So who's laughing now, buddy? <laughs> it's not what really she said, but you know, you, you know, that's what she meant. <laughs> 
dad is released and he goes home to Aro and he like quickly packs like some medicine for Paksojun and tells him to run away. And Paksojun's like, no, I don't want to run. Like, I'll do it because I want to protect you guys. And the dad is like against it. He's like, it's a trap. Like, she's going to shackle you and make you her slave, like her dog. And Paksojun is like, I know, but I'm willing to do it because I don't want to see you guys hurt anymore. Sam goes to the Daiso owner and asks if OF is there. Um, OF comes and then tells like Daiso, the owner, to like wear different outfits. I didn't know what was happening, like why he was like putting on this random fashion show in the middle of like his store. I was like, why? Why is this necessary? But apparently they're like trying to pick a uniform for the Hwarangs. But honestly, like it was not necessary. So OF talks with Sam and they talk about like Hwarangs and how OF wants to change the nation with the Hwarangs. And Sam is like, hey, I'll tell you my other half-truth that I didn't tell you before. Because, you know, the other half-truth was only half a truth. He's like, I want to live in a changed place where people can live in peace. Is basically what the gist... He said this long spiel, but basically that's what he said. He's like, this is my other half-truth. Okay. Um, Dad tells Aro to teach Park Sojun something um, so that he does not become totally lost when he joins the Hwarang. Um, basically, like she teaches him how to read and write, starting with his name, Sonu. So starting now, I will refer to him as Sonu because that's what he will be called. So yeah, um, she's like teaching him, but he gives up because he apparently only thought that there was 200 words in the world and... Um, She's like, are you dumb? So she's like teaching him the basics. He wanted to quit, but she's like, you're going to a place where all the noblemen's sons are there. They are probably the smartest in the nation. Like you need to know all these words and more. And even still, like you'll be so behind. So suck it up and just do it. And then like they have a moment and I think like he like falls for her a little bit. Like he's like staring at her like lovingly while she's like trying to grab his hand to like ride. Yeah. And then like her friend comes and her friend is like, oh, who is this guy? And she's like, I told you, it's my brother. And the friend is like, oh my gosh, I'm so jealous of you. Your brother is so hot. She's like, how much rice cakes can I give you to become part of your family? <laughs> and Aro's like, please. She's like, hey, can I borrow your horses? And Aro starts like to teach um, Pak Sojun how to ride a horse. Suho and his crew, and Panyu and his crew, they are, you know, they come to the soccer field, I guess, and um, they're like, hey, I guess you got released, which means that you're going to become one of those Hwarang that you hated so much. I thought you were too, like, you know, too big for, to become a Hwarang and, like, too, too important to become the queen's dog or whatever. They're, like, dissing each other. And uh, Panyu's like, hey, let's settle this now. And they're like, hey, okay, all right, let's play soccer. And Suho gets like riled up because um, his friends are like, hey, but we, we're gonna lose. And Suho's like, no, we're gonna, we're gonna win. We're gonna find some guys, let's go. Because Suho had like three people while Panyu had like a crew. And Suho's like, hey, let's get some more people to match numbers. So meanwhile, um, Aro teaches Honu how to ride the horse, um, but then Aro's horse goes out of control because a kid accidentally throws a rock at it and it starts like running off. So then um, Park Soo-jun starts like running after her 
and or like riding after her on the horse that he was on sam sees this and he's like starts he also like gets on his horse and he starts like chasing them as well because he sees how like Otto could be in danger um they pass the soccer field where suho and his crew were like looking for people and they're like wow impressive they're so fast and sam like he rides across and he cuts them and eventually stops the horse that Aro is on. But then Aro falls off her horse and Sonhu kind of like leaps in to like catch her. Aro is like crying. She's like, oh my gosh, I thought I was going to die. I'm so scared. I'm never going to ride that dang horse again. Like, oh my gosh. And then Sam sees the bracelet, you know, his royal king bracelet on Park Seo-joon or on Seonwoo and he's like shocked. He's like what the why is he with her? Because he realizes or he has like a flashback of like that assassin scene in the dorm maze. He's like why is he with her? Suho then comes with two of his friends and then um they kind of like ask, "Hey, I saw great job like rescuing the girl. Like great job riding. Um someone could have been seriously hurt, but good job handling that." Hey, um, by the way, do you want to play a game with us? And um, Sam and Seonwoo, they're about to leave. And Suho's like, hey, 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 sorry. Like, I'll introduce myself. Like, I'm Suho. We're not bad people. Like, we're the Hwarangs. And Seonwoo is like thinking, like, you're the Hwarangs? And he recognizes them from the prostitution house back when, like, Kwangsu was being attacked. And Aro kind of, like, voluntolds him. You know, like, volunteer for him. Voluntolds him that he should play um and she's like hey it's a good opportunity to hang out with them and then Sam also agrees and then like Aro she like mutters she's like why is this pervert not leaving <laughs> because she thinks of him as a pervert because he's the one that she read to at the prostitution house uh, yeah anyways they get to the soccer place soccer field and apparently it's not just soccer Um, all the go- girls in the village they like, run off to see this game because apparently it's called beautiful football. In Korean, they say it's misikchukku, but in like modern terms, like misikchukku is a term that Koreans use to refer to American football. So they're playing American football basically, <laughs> which I thought it was really funny. Anyways. But I guess like character translation, it means like beautiful because me means beautiful. I don't know, like shik, I guess it was like, oh, shik was like um, short for like um, chashik, which is like children. So children, beautiful children. And then chukku is football. So beautiful children playing football. <laughs> But, you know, in modern terms, it means American football. Um, anyways, Hanu doesn't know the rules, but Suho is like, hey, just use your body. Like it's all good. It's literally football. Like they literally tackle each other and they're saying that there's not an actual rule to the game. You just fight your fight you fight for the ball in any way possible and you score. And Suho realizes that Sonu is pretty good and he's like buddying up. He's like, "Good job, man. I like you. Way to go." So at first, Panyu's team, he they're blue and Suho's team is red. Panyu's team was like winning Um, and Sonu accidentally like scores his own team, so it gives it to Panyu's team. So it was like two against zero. 
But then, like, you know, Sonu kind of picks up his pace and he carries, and him and Suho, they kind of like partner up, and with great teamwork, they are able to catch up and they actually start like winning. So, I, yeah, they win the game. It's three to two. So, Suho wins and they're very happy. His crew, everyone's happy. And、uh, Panyu is like kind of angry. Yeah. Oh, so while they were playing, Scarface joins the audience and he sees Honu and he's like smiling. He's like, oh, there he is.、Um, and then Sam keeps seeing, like, I think he's like jealous because he looks over at Aro and like Aro is smiling at Honu and they're kind of like waving to each other and stuff. So、um, Sam's kind of jealous. And then Powell comes and like he's like towards the sideline and he's like, yeah. Yeah, which means hey. And he's like calling over、um, Sam, and Sam is like, Did you just call me hey? Like, <laughs>、um, Powell teases him. He's like, Have you even touched the ball yet? Like, <laughs> and、um, Sam's kind of like pissed. Scarface sees that Aro is the one that Sonu is looking at, and then he like gets like, you know, an idea. He's about to like, he's probably gonna like kidnap her at some point. And then Sam steals the ball from Sonu, who, like, they're in the same team, and Su was like, What you doing, man? Like, you're on the same team.、Um, but Sam wants to, like, you know, get some action with the ball. But then he eventually gets, like, blocked by Panyu, and Panyu steals the ball from him. But then Sonu gets it back, and then he scores. So, yeah, the red team wins, and Aro and Sonu they go back home, and it's, like, nighttime. He tells her to like get on his back because she was like limping. She like was injured、um, when they were riding the horse. Sam is actually at a cafe and he's thinking, he's like, why is she with him? Him who tried to kill me. Like, why is she with him? A new day happens and people are like setting up. And I think it's to prepare for the ceremony of the Huarangs. Sanu is like in his uniform. And Aro walks with him, but she actually wants like an accessory for him. So she like goes to see、um, what's available.、Um, when Sonu is not looking though, like Scarface comes and yeah, he kidnaps her in broad daylight. Like no one, yeah, like no one stopped and like helped. Like they just see like these bunch of dudes like kidnapping a girl in broad daylight. And there was this one Ajuma who was like looking concerned. She was like, What's happening? But that's it. Like, Hello, you should call the police or like yell, hey, stop, you know, like, hello, what? And then Sonu actually sees the Scarface guy like getting her, so he chases after him. And Sam sees Sonu running in his outfit, and Sam's like, what the heck? He's a Huarang? And he's about to go to the ceremony too, but then he realizes that he has the king bracelet with him. And、um, Sam's like, oh my gosh. Is he gonna go to that ceremony with that bracelet? That's kind of risky because, you know, that bracelet symbolizes that he's a king, which means that, like, he could potentially, like, you know, give himself away or give Sam away. So he runs after him. They go to, like, this butcher shop area, like a dark alley where there's no one. Back then, I heard this before, and back then, any job that's, like, butchering something, like, Killing animals, or、um, yeah, basically butchers. <laughs> that was like the lowest job anyone could have because it requires like handling blood and like meat. 
And so um, it usually is done by the peasants. Scarface has Sonu and Aro surrounded, and then he like captures, or like his crew captures Sam as well. Um, he like threatens to kill Aro if Sonu does anything, and Sonu is like, if you touch her, you will die. He kind of like grabs his sword that was um, pointed at him, and he's like, try to kill me, but you're gonna die before. And if you lay a finger on her, I will kill you. And that's how this episode ends. So it was a pretty like jam-packed episode. I was glad that I got more scenes with V. Like it was there, so I was happy. Um, but you know, again, it wasn't. He's since he's not a main character. Like I guess like he's not supposed to be there a lot. But still, like you know. Hopefully, when they start like the Huarang activities together, he'll be in more scenes. Yeah. Anyways, so I don't know if you guys noticed, but there was a video portion to the first three episodes of Huarang, and I wanted to keep that going for the rest of our podcast series, but due to life events and ridiculous schedules. I just don't have time to edit both the audio and the video portion, so um, yeah, it's from now on it will just be the audio portion, which isn't too bad, right? Because it is free for you guys to listen um, on Spotify, on iTunes, or Apple Podcast, Google Play, and Stitcher, also on Podbean. So yeah. Nothing has changed dramatically. It's just I just can't do the video、um, because yeah, things are a lot of things are happening. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode four.、Um, honestly, like I'm pretty surprised that I got so far into this series. I would have like stopped、um, completely with like things that have been going on right now. It's been pretty rough. And I probably would not have kept going if it weren't for you guys listening to me ramble on about Korean dramas. So really, thank you, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at kdramainroom343, as well as on Instagram with the same handle. We are also partnered up with Audible. If you are interested,、um, you can sign up at www.audibletrial.com/kdramainroom343. And you will be able to get a free audiobook of your choice and a 30-day free trial. So yeah, make sure to take advantage of that if you are interested. And please join me next time as I talk about episode five of Huarang: The Beginning. Thank you guys so much again, and I hope you guys have a fabulous week, a wonderful, stress-free week. All right, bye. <laughs>